0: The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. a airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com.
1: You're listening to the Courageous Recovery podcast with Randy Mortenson. If you ever wondered how to have a strategy for your recovery, then you're not going to want to miss this episode. As Randy sits down with expert strategist and author Michael J. Penny. Here's your host, Randy Mortenson. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortenson. This is a weekly roughly 20-minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how, whether you're dealing with recovery issues, maybe emotions from a loss, or life has just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting. I'm very glad you're here today. It's just a huge privilege and honor to have as my guest, Michael Penny, and you're going to be blown away by the expertise and the experience that this gentleman has. I see that we have people joining this live broadcast from coast to coast. Thanks for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. There will be comment boxes wherever you're listening to this from. Please subscribe and leave us a comment. Uh, If you're on the Facebook page, you can post your comments there. As always, for more information, my personal website is randymortensen.com. That's Randy Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N. And later in the show, I'll talk more about the 21-point assessment that's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So, Michael, welcome. I will just share with the guests that we've been having some major technical challenges here over the last few minutes, but we'll just hope that everything keeps working. How's that? Yeah. Amen. Welcome welcome to the Craziest Recovery Podcast,
2: sir. Hey, it's a privilege. Thank you for having me Randy.
1: And geographically, just for our guests, what part of the world are you in right now? Just north of Raleigh,
2: North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, and Rollsville.
1: And so it's Rollsville. Smaller,
2: yeah, Rollsville. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's a smaller bedroom community around the uh, the greater Raleigh area. Just in okay. the north, up near Wake Forest.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, as most of my listeners would know, my usual first question is, what is there that you know today that you wish your 22-year-old self would
2: have known? Right. Okay, so huge transition in my life happened around that age. And I would say, keep a plug on a jug. It's great that you are quitting drinking because it happened shortly thereafter. It was actually when I was 23 years old that I gave up drinking. And it was right around that transitional time for me.
1: So yeah. okay, so that is a major milestone for in your life for sure
2: in, in just that that era of years. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and and I can tell you that right around that time it was I was in between my three combat tours, having already served in Iraq on two of them in Ramadi Iraq and dealing with everything that comes along with that while trying to learn how to be an instructor in Quantico. So it was just a whole bunch of mental and emotional stuff that I was dealing with all at that wow. young age. Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, let's just jump right into that. You, you
1: referenced your, your military experience. Give our listeners a little bit of background
2: on who Michael is. Sure. So 04 to 2012, I served in the Marine Corps Infantry. I fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. My first two tours, I was in Ramadi, Iraq, with 37 Weapons Company. So we owned the entire area of operation and did a lot of quick reaction force. I know the entire city of Ramadi very well. Uh, Re enlisted downrange, went to Quantico on my second enlistment, where I became a coach, a trainer, an instructor in marksmanship, foreign weapons, precision weapons, different various disciplines. And then came back out to the Fleet Marine Force, where I served with 1-5. And we went downrange to Sangin, Afghanistan, which my team broke off entirely from the battalion and wound up going to Kajaki. So I got to see Kajaki and Sangin, Afghanistan in, in Helmand Province, uh, where I was an embedded advisor. So together, our team of advisors, there were 12 of us and 80 Afghans. Uh, we worked with them to assess, train, advise, and assist them and help their local national forces. So and then transitioned out of the military, having a patent and an invention in hand to become an entrepreneur, where I studied entrepreneurship in school, took advantage of that post 9 GI Bill, and then started my business adventure. So
1: yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, let's talk about the business adventure a bit more, and and thank you. Those of us who have not served in the military have no way of comprehending the sacrifices and the risks and, and just the commitment that men like you have made. So thank you for doing that. I think the other story that you shared with me the other day was the risk of they weren't landmines. You had another term for it. There was just constant danger as, yes. as you were driving through, through the fields, I guess w- would be the way I would say that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Is that appropriate for me to ask you that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Improvised explosive devices, they're bombs that are handmade. They're crafted by people. So anytime that you take an explosive, which isn't manufactured inside of a manufacturing facility that is primarily used for defense weaponry. So a lot of these things, They don't have any metal components. They're made with wood. they were made with plastic. And more often than not, it was homemade explosive for what's called HME. So they're very difficult to find. They're all over the place. The enemy likes to blow you up when you least expect it. And it's the same thing I would do if somebody else was trampling through my country. So I definitely respect the individuals who are making that. You have to respect the enemy. Their cleverness is astounding.
1: Yeah. And then if, if we transition the wisdom and the knowledge and the, the education that you gained, the five Ps, let's transition to the five Ps because I was blown away by the intricacies of that and yet the consistency and the applicability from the military to -to day-to-day business operations. Am I saying that accurately? Yes, yes,
2: absolutely. So in the military, and what we're talking about, so folks understand, five paragraph. If you check out fiveparagraph.com, you'll see what I'm talking about. But we're talking about the military management method. And one of the things that I love asking people is, how do you think you get fighter pilots and artillerymen and infantrymen and all of the admin people to work cohesively together throughout the U.S. military because these are different specialties. They're occupational specialties that we get trained in the skill set and we have procedures to be able to apply, just like any other discipline that's out there in the workforce. Here's what's different in the military, though. We each use the five-paragraph operations order process. So no matter your specialty or your background, whether you're a technical background or you're in a managerial background or a leadership track, Everybody's in a leadership track. Let's just state that as an obvious thing, especially within the Marine Corps. Everybody is a leader. Does that mean that everybody is in charge? No. It means that we take responsibility for our actions as well as the people that are under our duty in charge. So the idea here is we need to come to the table with each one of our respective disciplines and backgrounds and be able to plan and work together cohesively as a unit. How do you do that? Five-paragraph operations order. We have simply brought that out to business. So I was trained through entrepreneurial education programs, not just through formal education, but as well as through veteran education that's out there. And for fellow veterans, if you're not already taking advantage of all of these veteran service organizations, do so. They're created for us. That's the point. So melding together what is the nuts and bolts of great business plans and the operations order. That's what makes Five Paragraph a zero-to-one product, to quote Peter Thiel, for instance. So if you go to fiveparagraph.com and you're checking out 5P, the military management method, you will see how each one of our disciplines pull together. And this is used, bear in mind also, from the generals and the admirals and the field marshals all the way on down, to the petty officers and the non-commissioned officers that are carrying out the plan of the day. So I got out of the Marine Corps as a sergeant. I was proficient in writing five-paragraph operations where we had to write them for each one of our patrols before we went outside the wire. And not only that, we had to be able to brief the team members on what was going to go on. It's a plan where they're betting their lives on it. Right. So, So you have to have all your ducks in a row, but at the same time, you have to be able to give a little bit of unilateral authority. And so that's a little bit of foreshadow of fiveparagraph.com and how it can help engage small unit leadership throughout your business or organization.
1: Well, and, and, and what you shared with me the other day, it is it is basic common sense. You know, the first is situation. What's the problem or opportunity that, that you're looking to solve, right? right. Uh, and, and the second is the mission. What will you do in order to accomplish that or provide the solution. The yeah. third is, is, is the actual execution. What I would say, that's the hands part of it. That's the, what are you going to do, basically, right? Exactly. It, but too many people and business owners will do this. They jump to the do- before they have the strategy or before they've actually identified the specific challenge that's out there. And then the, the fourth is, you know, how do you handle the logistics? What are the administrative? How, how do you gain the consistency of it? And, and the fifth is, is well, how do people find you? Right? I mean, am I, am I close to, to describing the, the five? You really you are. are. Yes.
2: All yeah. right.
1: Okay. See, you're a good teacher. That's, that's hey, thank true. you. <laughs> thank you. That means a
2: lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What What color would you add to what I just said as far as those five Ps? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I would caveat. And that is in the execution paragraph, you have what's called a commander's intent and a desired end state. Sandwiched in between that are your objectives that need to be covered. And who is the delegated leader that has the authority to go and, and handle that? Wow. So when. When you have a desired end state in mind and can back plan, that's when things really get cooking. Wow. Because you can at least share the vision way off in the distance with your team saying, this is what I see. This is what we have the ability to do. And I can yeah. tell you right now with IP, our big, hairy, audacious goal is we can empower every leader. We can empower every leader. Wow. And that's the key functionary we were talking about the history of this. How far back does it go? 936 BC. That's as far back as I can find it. And that was the spartiat being led around by their hoplite officers who were delegated, small unit leadership, delegated to be able to go and and wage war. A Phalanx, which is Latin for tortoise, means that you can travel around essentially as a shell unit, moving together as one. But if you delegate that authority, you also have to be able to delegate your observations. So if you delegate your authority to go and commit action, you have to be able to delegate to people to be able to debrief, and then you're going to take that debrief into account on the next go-around. Right. Okay, so the the one other caveat that I would have is in the command and signal in the last paragraph, it's the buck stops here. Okay, whether you like it or not, there are people that are in charge. You need to have unity of command. And at the end of the day, this head is on the chopping block. That's how it works. Got it. Right, so... And you can communicate to me. Here's how you can communicate with me. Here is your, we call it a pace plan, primary, alternate, contingent, and emergency methods of communication. Okay. So, and it works because expectations, when you're just walking around with expectations mentally, they can be blown. Whereas if you verbalize and then physically put down your expectations, that's manifest destiny. That's how you coordinate a group of people in order to commit action This is human intuition. We've known this for thousands of years. (laughs) It's just we're applying it to business.
1: Right, yeah, that's mind-boggling. Let me take a pause here for a minute and remind the listeners that I do offer an eight-week program that's titled the Lifestyle Champion Cohort, where we use Zoom technology, similar to how we're recording this, to do 90-minute weekly meetings. And the first 30 minutes of those weekly gatherings, there's usually 12 to 14, no more than 16 people as part of these cohorts. But the first 30 minutes is teaching. And the three phases of these cohorts are first, evaluate. It's important to know where you are as far as your substance use disorder. And then the second is equip. What are the tools? What information are you missing? It's the how do you do this aspect of it or the execution as the middle. Uh, and then the third phase is enjoy, because it's one thing to figure out how to stop drinking or, or to stop the compulsive and destructive behavior, but it's really a matter of how do we enjoy this new lifestyle. For more information and to get into our database, please just text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. And to see if you qualify, go to my website, randymortensen.com and download the 21-point assessment and by participating on this broadcast, you're entitled to a 35% discount from our regular pricing. Just mention LCC Lima Charlie Charlie when you're registering, and we will make sure that you get that discount. So Michael, I know that there's going to be at least one, maybe many people that are going to reach out to you to, to learn
2: more. How do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. So you can go to fiveparagraph.com. And you can click on connect right there on the header, fiveparagraph.com. You're gonna be zipped over to LinkedIn. If you're checking us out on any of the video, behind me is my TV with our call to action as well as my LinkedIn. It's Michael J. Penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y. Story of my life. Michael J Penny, P-E-N-N-E-Y. Yes, like J C Penny. Only I didn't see a dime. (laughs) I'm very punny this evening or a nickel or a quarter or (laughs) Or a nickel or a quarter right
1: okay that's awesome well we have many listeners that that are either in recovery themselves or wanting to be or loved ones of, of those who are battling the compulsive destructive behaviors what's the applicability of this problem solving that we're referencing or the solutions that we're referencing What's in your eyes the applicability to getting clean and sober?
2: Oh, goodness. Wow, what a huge story. First of all, do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Do it for yourself. If you want to quit drinking, quit drinking for yourself. And I would say have a plan for what you're going to do after you quit drinking. You know, you said something which I thought was interesting, which is enjoy. You know how hard it is to sit there with your own thoughts sober? You're asking me to sit there with my own thoughts sober? Yes. And this is supposed to give me reprieve. So this was my question, right? To everybody at first, well, look, man, you got to find a hobby. You got to figure out what to do. I went into this just saying, hey, I want to quit drinking. And I I basically want to throw myself even deeper into work, which can be healthy, but sometimes can't. So one of the things, best hobby that I've picked up, and I wouldn't say it's a hobby. It's a lifelong addiction of a different sort. And that is education. I was a kid who I don't fit in well in school. There are a whole lot of other people who are like me, too. That's because when you're growing up, putting children inside of a brick building and having them sit still is crazy, right? So I was the kid who would rather be up, moving, out, boisterous, all of these things, practically applying stuff. One of my teachers, God bless her, we didn't get along all that well. She had a laminated hall pass for me. That's how much we didn't get along. <laughs> And she was like- A laminated hopper. (laughs) I've not heard that one before. Oh yeah. That's good. And she sent me to the library. And I read every book that I possibly could that was covered in dust. Fast forward to Mike getting into recovery and getting the mentality into it. You know, you're not, you're putting away something which is the demon doing pushups out in the parking lot that wants to beat your butt all the time. And that's really you getting in your own way. And one of the things that I found a lot of us who are plagued by this because our brains want to fire a million miles an hour. We want to do a million things. We're just trying to figure out how to focus our attention towards something productive. What is the priority of attack? Right. Uh, so for me, it's reading books and being able to practically apply them. That's yeah. one of the reasons why this book five P. Is only 75 pages. It's eight and a half by 11. You fill it out as you go. It's manifest destiny. You pull it out of your head, put it down on paper and commit the action to make it happen. And I needed that. I needed wow. that as badly as I needed steps to make it happen. Yeah. No one else can write your plan for you. No one else can take the action for you. You have to do it for yourself. And that's the same thing throughout recovery. I it. it You know, it can hurt, and at the same time, it's a beautifully freeing experience because you're finally taking your life back. You know, one of the things that I like sharing with rooms full of people is I say, at the soul level, we are all equal. Right. It's the meat suit that makes us different. Right. It's just the outside. Yeah. At the soul level, we're all equal. Yep. If we understand that, we regard that deep inside within all of us, there is pain and there is pleasure. Well you know, then said. We have the, the ability to extract that from ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well said. Here's my next question that, that kind of ties into that because you talked about speaking to large groups. How are you seeing substance use disorders, drinking, alcohol, I mean, alcohol, drugs affecting business people? Any particular story that comes to mind when I ask that?
2: Oh my goodness. A flood, a flood of stories. Well, and I can tell you, I can tell you about all of these different fantastic business leaders whom I know and love that are around us who have identified these things Right inside. Here's one of the biggest stories that you'll hear from John Doe of the Acme Widget Corporation (laughs) is I had this high paying job. I was making three quarter of a million to a million dollars a year and I hated myself. And Why is that? Because along the way, you lost who you were to begin with. You aren't going out there in the world serving with a purpose. You aren't doing anything other than, well, oh, wait, I got a high-paying job and I'm doing X, Y, and Z. You're just filling in the boxes, man. You don't actually care about what you're doing. You're making the money associated with it and you're hollowed out inside and you're trying to fill it up with booze or God knows any other thing. Right. Because, because, wait a minute, we're supposed to be at this high up tempo. When I was supposed to go and Get the education and do the student loans and wife and picket fence and 3.5 kids and blah, blah, blah. So, but that's the thing is there is no mold. So I honestly, what I see out of that is a lot of those people and this is a little foreshadow of another guest that we could get on your podcast, but a lot of those people are lacking the creativity that was otherwise drummed out. I agree. They they went from zero to MBA yep. or PhD My goodness. And those are the ones, honestly, those are the ones that are always teetering. And typically, they're the ones where, oh, yeah, that person's got their stuff together. And then... Right.
1: Right. It snaps. Particularly uh, in this time of otherwise known as a pandemic. That's why we're seeing you know, overdose deaths that are increasing yeah. and, and they've tripled since 1990. Right now in the United States, we're seeing more than 130 overdose deaths a day. Yeah. And it's costing the American economy $800 billion annually. So as I begin to close out, if you know someone who's struggling today, or if you may be that person who's battling compulsive destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. You can reach out to me at 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE is my office number or call someone like Michael or someone else that you know and trust because the people who are dying today are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters or someone who loves them. Today's the day. Don't wait another day. If you're interested in more information from me, again, you you can text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. Michael, you got any closing words
2: for us today? Absolutely. Find fellowship. That's the biggest thing. I'm telling you, I did. I told you this. I was going 90 for 90. Some recommend 30 and 30. I did 90 and 90. I was on day 82, I think. And I'm going, if I don't. I'm just not feeling it spiritually. And this right. fantastic person. Ricky, I love you. Ricky, you saved my life. He rolled up on a motorcycle, this beautiful Harley Davidson walking into a meeting. And I said, if that guy walks into that church, I'm in. Yeah, I went in there. He and I, we rode all over the place. Find fellowship. There are other people who are hurting like you, who do share. They share your core values. They're close-hearted people. Close-hearted people. Yeah, they think differently than you do. They have close-hearted values. Right. Like-minded people, drunks around drunk, get drunker. Find people who share in that same core value as you and you're finding fellowship. They're going to think a little bit different than you, but that's okay. They have those same core values. You still love each other.
1: That's awesome. Great stuff. Folks, I, I hope you found this information helpful today. Look for the replay of this to be available on usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today.
0: The Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher, a airplane driver, um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer, as a dinosaur doctor, oh, their future job as a windmill builder, no, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at Oregoncollegesavings.com. These days, home is where the everything is. Your work, your gym, the kids'
2: school, your whole life. Xfinity XFi is internet built to handle it all. With XFi, you get the fastest speeds for all your streaming needs, coverage for all your devices, parental controls, and the Xfinity app to control everything. Keep your whole house humming with Xfinity XFi. It’s simple, easy, awesome. Go to xfinity.com slash xpy to learn more.